0: O oh my Lord, open for me my chest, and ease for me my task, and untie the knot from my tongue that they may understand my speech. Bismillah wa alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ya jama'een Rabbi shirahli sadarii wa yassirli amarii lisani yafqahu qawli Rabbi Zidna Alima, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa My beautiful sisters, welcome to another episode of the Women of Qur'an Now podcast, welcome welcome to a new jews a new week a new episode this is jews 11th and this week we are looking at ayah 60 of suratu yunus suratu yunus and um we are looking at the translation first and then the tafsir and then the dabbur reflections May I grant us tawfiq. So, without further ado, open your Mus'haf and follow along bi'idhnillah for ayah 60 of Surah Al-Yunus. A'udhu Billahi Minash <speaking> Shaitanir Rajeem Wa ma dhannu al-lazina yafnil <Hebrew> Dawn and a law he'll get it by Yomal Piamma. In a law, Halavu, Wallakin, Wallakin, Aktharo, So the translation of this ayah that we just recited is what will those people who invent lies about him meaning about allah think on the day of resurrection god is bountiful towards people but most of them do not give thanks all right let's unpack this by first going into the tafsir so we are looking at the tafsir of assadi and he is saying um that, okay, what do they think Allah will do to them by way of punishment um, when they fabricate lies against Allah when it comes to the day of resurrection? What do they think Allah will do to them? And he quotes Surah Zumar, uh, Surah 39, Ayah 60, where it says, On the day of resurrection, you will see those who fabricated lies against Allah, their faces darkened. And then the part that says, Verily, Allah is most gracious to humankind. Um, as saudi says, He bestows a great deal of blessings, but most people do not give thanks. Either they do not show gratitude for the blessings, or they use them for sinful purposes, or they regard some of them as prohibited, and they reject what Allah has bestowed of His favors upon His slaves. Few of them are grateful and acknowledge the blessing. Praise Allah for it and use it for the purpose of obeying Him. This, this verse is quoted as evidence for the basic principle that all foods are permissible except those concerning which there is a text stating that they are prohibited because Allah denounced those who prohibited the provision that He bestowed upon His slaves. So basically the context of this ayah is that the mushikin at the time, they made some things halal and some things haram without evidence, right? And so to this day we see that some people are saying, oh, this is haram and this is halal. And it's not backed up by evidence. It's back. It's just they're just coming out of their own thinking, their own thoughts. And this is so important. This is why this word dhun, and we'll talk a little bit about it, it, Allah says So what do they think? it means thinking, it means also um suspecting, it it means um it's, it, it has to do with thoughts that are sometimes not even backed up by evidence, right? In uh, Surah Ahzab um Allah shows us how the weak in faith and the hypocrites, they had bad thoughts about Allah at the Battle of Khandak and they thought that Allah was just calling them to their destruction. So and we know also from the Hadith of Rasulullah where Allah says that He is as his slave thinks he is. So um as a mindset coach, I can definitely say that thoughts are very powerful. You have to be careful with what is going on inside your mind. What is that paying attention to that inner voice and what are those words that are going through your mind as you go through things. And and, and not only paying attention, but really analyzing them. And for that, you know, brain dumping helps, um, journaling helps, really externalizing what's going on through your mind helps because you'll be surprised. Sometimes you're not even realizing why you're acting a certain way. But when you go deep down, when you, as I like to say, play detective with your thoughts, then you you realize that those thoughts are not uh, coming from the right place. And again, these people, they didn't really have good thoughts of Allah. And they didn't even, even try to learn what Allah was telling them. And so they made some things halal that were not halal, and they made some things haram that were not haram. So this is a, a good... um Basically, this is uh, one of the main points from this ayah, from this particular ayah, and we're looking at Ibn Kathir Tafsir, um, the part where it says, "Inna ala Truly, Allah is full of bounty to mankind. Ibn Jarir, he says that Allah's statement indicated that the bounty is in postponing the punishment in this world. So, for him, uh, the explanation of this pa- passage is that Allah. Was full of bounty because though they were lying, though they had bad thoughts, uh, though they were making some things halal that were haram and haram halal, um, and we know that, like we know, for instance, houses were riba. A lot of Muslims are making it halal. No, it's okay because you live in this country because everybody is buying houses because how are you gonna buy a house? You how are you gonna get a house if you don't go into riba? So we are making things um, that are haram. We're making them halal. And we're like rationalizing and that's what's dangerous is when we are rationalizing without evidence without you know we're just we're just using our own thoughts our own logic and that's exactly what this ayah is addressing the thon the thought um and as you know ustaza taimia she says you know thoughts will never become truth just by themselves right she says um let me just quote her she says that oh i don't think i wrote down her quote but she was saying in her tafsir that a thought can never be a truth no matter how much we believe in it as long as it's not backed up by evidence just thinking something doesn't mean it's true right just thinking something will not make it true So that is so important because a lot of us are just thinking things and, and, and (laughs) attributing those things to the deen. SubhanAllah. Okay. So now, um, Ibn Kathir also says that it also, that ayah also means, um, that the grace for people is in the good benefits I mean, the grace of Allah for people is in the good benefit that Allah made permissible for them in this world or in their religion. He also has not prohibited them except what is harmful to them in their world and the hereafter. And that comes from having good thought. When you have a good thought of Allah, then you will know that what he made haram was actually for your benefit. It was to to benefit you, not to harm you. But then Allah says, وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَارَهُمْ لَا yashkurun." But most of them are Ungrateful. So what they did as a sign of ingratitude is that they made haram what Allah has granted them, and they made it hard and narrow upon themselves. And you know, like we see that, like for instance, um, it is so simple and easy to get married in Islam, but we've made it so we made it so narrow and hard. And you know, the the husband has to have this, and he has to have that, and he has to have, and we making it so difficult. That, you know, we're making the haram easy. Like the, the, the young people who want to get married, we're making it harder for them to get married. And so what, what is the alternative? They're gonna easily go into zina, right? Even in some cultures, you, like, Allah has made it easy so that the pregnant woman and the one, the woman who's nursing her, you know, the, the father has to take care of her. And even if he passes away, his family, has to take care of her while she's nursing the baby but now we're making it so hard on the pregnant woman where she has in some culture she has to take care of the in-laws she has to pay and give them so many gifts because she's carrying a baby like we have and and this is the muslims people that i'm not talking about non-muslims here i'm talking about people who are muslims and they're making it hard they, they're bringing some things that has nothing to do that sometimes even go against the deen and, and and so you know if you're not if you don't seek knowledge you're going to attribute this to this to Islam you're going to think this is part of Islam and it has nothing to do with Islam let's look at Hajj some people think they have to send their parents to Hajj before they go to Hajj and so they're going to and Hajj is expensive so they are safe 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 to send their parents first because they're thinking that it's a sin or it's 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 not good for them to go to Hajj before their parents. But the point is everybody has an obligation to go to Hajj. And you cannot send anyone to Hajj unless you have done Hajj yourself. And that is that is what the Dean teaches us. But then we're gonna make it hard for us to go to Hajj and that's an obligation, that's a pillar. And you're gonna get in debt and send someone else. And you're thinking that you're doing something good. And again you attribute it, you, you attribute this to to the Dean when it has nothing to do with the deen. So there are a lot of things like that where we are attributing it to Islam and it has nothing to do with Islam and it's, it's building a bad thought about Allah and the deen. That's not even true. That's not even right. Right? And at the time, like I mentioned, the idolaters, they committed, they made laws for themselves. And the people of the book did the same thing. This is Ibn Kathir. He's like, the people of the book did the same thing where they invented innovations in their religions and, 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 and in their religion. And we know that, like we have the nuns, and they say they're going to give their life to to God. And so they're going to go into the convent and they're going to deny the, the human desires, the human nature. And the priests are doing the same thing. And then the result of that is that you have a lot of, subhanAllah, homosexuality going on among themselves or pedophilia. like They, they, they have young kids coming to them to supposedly learn the religion And because they cannot marry, they end up abusing these kids. And and that's what's happened it happens every time we go against what Allah has put in place for us. He created us, He knows us, He knows what He knows what we are capable of doing. He knows what is good for us. He knows what is not good for us. And so when He set laws out of His perfect wisdom, and then we say, No, that doesn't actually make sense to me. I'm gonna go by what I think makes sense then we always are going to wrong ourselves subhanallah so the this there's so much to come out of this ayah but this is what I want us to think about this week coaching wise I'm a mindset coach and what I'm going to ask us to do this week is to pay attention to our thoughts to pay attention to the inner voice that's going on and to analyze it and to say okay what am I thinking and is this Is this thought aligned with Quran and Sunnah? Is this backed up with evidence? Because like we said, Dhan would never replace the truth. Actually, here's a quote of uh, sister Taimiya. She said, Dhan does not replace the truth no matter how strongly someone believes in it. Right? So just your thought without evidence does not make it the deen. Right? So let's check our thoughts. Is this from the deen or is this just my thought? And how true is it? Right. And remembering this hadith that is so powerful. I am as my slave thinks I am. One time a student of mine, she was going through some... She didn't actually, she was learning her deen. And she was going through some difficulty in her marriage. And she told me, like, out of nowhere, she said, Why is Allah making life so hard for us? And I said, this is such a... This is a thought that's not going to serve you. It is not going to bring you closer to Allah. And you really want to reject this type of thinking, because Allah is not making things hard for us, yes, we are being tried, but everything is for our benefit. Allah does not he there's a, actually there's a there's an ayah where Allah says, "Why would I punish someone who's you know um seeking uh forgiveness like you are trying to please Allah, you are trying to um uh serve your deen. you are." Trying to be a slave of Allah. Why will Allah make your life hard when He says in the Quran that whoever um, chooses the path of good, like He will make that path easy for for the person in Surah Al Layl, right? So Allah does not want to make our life uh, difficult or pain or you know painful. He is actually guiding us to what will benefit us the most. But if we think if we do not have good thoughts of Allah, then we will not be grateful towards Allah. And if we're not grateful towards Allah, then we will do things like that. We will disobey Him. We will use our own thinking to um, to guide what is halal, what is haram, right? So let's make sure that our thought is backed up by evidence. And let's make sure that we have khusnudhan, which is a good thought of Allah. Dhan billah, because that is what will actually benefit benefit us the most. And you know what helps us to do that is to seek knowledge, especially with the names of Allah. I know that when I was learning the names of Allah, teaching the names of Allah, I just kept falling in love with Allah. I was just telling the sisters, do you guys understand that we have an amazing Lord? I mean, and and that only comes from reflecting on His attributes, reflecting on His beautiful names and attributes. Like your heart is full, and you feel so grateful to be worshipping Allah because you understand more and more of who he is but if you don't know who Allah is then it's so easy for you to think that you know he's out there trying to make it hard on you subhanallah this week I also want us to build gratitude and to ask ourselves how can I be more grateful today how can I be more grateful this week and it's going to take um, it's a muscle that we build. If you're not naturally grateful, you need to look for things to be grateful. And it starts from the time you wake up. Like, pay attention to your surrounding. Pay attention to what you have. Pay attention to your blessings. Focus on your blessings. And honestly, your gratitude. You know, like the other day I was brain dumping. And on Friday, I was brain dumping. And my brain dumping usually starts with a review of my week. And I was reviewing my week with Alhamdulillah. And even when I coach sisters, we start with that. And I will be like, okay, what happened this week? Alhamdulillah. Like, I don't want to hear, well, you know, I didn't do that. And it's so hard. Like, they will tell you, they start with Alhamdulillah. And then I'll say, but you know, I was not able. I said, no, we're still on Alhamdulillah. Let's stick with Alhamdulillah. What? Like, just give me all the Alhamdulillah that come to your mind. And it's so easy for them to like deviate and leave that Alhamdulillah side to go into the complaining side. And to go into the side where this did not work. I didn't, I wasn't able to do this. No. And then switch them back again. We'll, we'll get to the adjustment. We'll get to what did not work. But let's stick with Alhamdulillah. And when you start listing the things that you're saying Alhamdulillah for, I mean, honestly, you feel so good. And you feel so grateful it's like, I don't have any issues. I mean, yes, I do, but you, they they become minimized. They become completely minimized because you see that you are tremendously blessed. Alhamdulillahi We are tremendously blessed, sisters. Tremendously blessed. And finally, I want us to think about being truthful. Before we say this is halal, before we say this is haram, is this backed up by evidence? Do you have evidence for what you're saying? Especially when it comes to Allah. Because lying about Allah, or lying about the Messenger of Allah is, subhanAllah, it is it's one of the surest way to go to hellfire. It is huge. It is not a joke. So when someone tells me, Oh, no, 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 hijab is not in the Quran. And they have not read the Quran. And they're just opening their mouth. Allah did not say this. Oh, Allah is not going to punish us. Allah is going to take us to all to Jannah. All of this is just to scare us. And they have not looked at what <laughs> Allah himself has said in the Quran. They don't read the meaning of the Quran. They don't do tadabbur. They don't, they don't learn the tafsir. They're just opening their mouth and saying things like that. This is so heavy. So let's seek knowledge before we say Allah says this. This is halal. This is haram. Let's make sure. And if we slip because with our tongue, subhanallah, a tongue can really slip. Let's really repent. And this is why we need to do self-accountability and think, what did I say today? What did I do today? Did I say this? Was this, this? is this backed up? Sometimes I a student will ask me a question and I'll say, yeah. And I will say this. And then after I hang up, I'm like thinking, wait, you said this. Do you have evidence for this? And I will go back and look and go back and ask if that was a sip of my tongue, and if it's not, then I go back to the student. and I'm like, you know, no, I told you this, but actually no, that's a mistake. And we have to check ourselves, because we don't want to stand in front of Allah on the Day of Judgment and looking at our books and say, okay, we say this, where's the evidence for that? We thought this of Allah, and we said this about Allah, and we said this about the Messenger of Allah, and we did not seek the knowledge. May Allah save us and preserve us from that, Allahumma amin. So this is what I want us to uh, focus on this week. It's a powerful ayah. May Allah make us among the grateful. May Allah make us among those who seek knowledge, who speak upon knowledge. May Allah make us among those who do not act except without knowledge, right? You know first and then you act. You don't act without knowledge. May Allah make us among the people who seek the knowledge before we act, among the people who consult. If we do not know that we consult before we make decisions, before we go into things, that we, you know, we don't know anything about, right? If you're in business, you need to know about the business in Islam, how to do business in Islam. You don't know, you ask. I want to open this thing. I want to do this. I want to make this transaction. Is this halal? I want to go into this type of uh, business. Is this halal? You have to ask. You have to ask. If you do not know, ask. That's better than just to go into things and then regret. And to think it's halal when it's haram to think is haram when it's halal. So may Allah preserve us from that. Any good is from Allah, any mistake is from me. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik, ashahad an la ilaha ilaha anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Until next week, inshallah, for another juice, another ayah, and other reflections, bi-idhnillah. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzah, amma